0: Ecclesiastes uh, 7, 8. And it says, Better is the end of a thing than the beginning thereof. And the patient in spirit is better than the proud in spirit. And I'd like to speak this morning on that thought, expound on it, of the end of a thing. So let's uh, go ahead and say a prayer for God's word. Jesus, I thank you, Lord, for your word. I pray, Lord, that you'll speak to us this morning. Use me, Lord God. Give me boldness and wisdom in giving your instruction, Lord God. Encourage us this morning in your word, I pray. I give you thanks. I give you honor for it in Jesus' name. I praise your holy name. I thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, Uh, you may be seated. You may be seated. The end of a thing. Um, It's unique. Every once in a while, God will just kind of drop a word into you, and and you're not even—I wasn't seeking it. I wasn't thinking. And just God just here. Keep this. (laughs) Think on it. So, the end of a thing. The scripture says, you know, better is the end of the thing than the beginning of the thing, but it also speaks of patience versus pride, right? So, um, in life, there are many beginnings, there are many endings that we go through, right? Um, Some endings come with gladness, like, oh, I'm so thankful that's over, and there's other endings that, man... We really hate, like, oh, I really, I'm, I'm really bummed out that this is over. This has come to an end, right? Um, one kind of a, a beginning that I would like to kind of reference is um, back in my university days, uh, I wrote down in my notes, <laughs> I said, a long time ago, in a university far, far away, there was a professor. And this professor, I, I know I'm revealing my nerd, but it, it was one of my favorite classes, and it was advanced physics. I love the study of math. I love the study of motion and movement. It's, it's intriguing to me because it's, it's solvable, right? You can say, okay, this airplane is you know, flying through the air. They're gonna drop a bale of hay to these cows that are in the middle of this field and the wind speed is at this direction, and you're at this elevation, and this is your area that you need to hit. How fast do you need to be going? And you can solve for that, and I enjoy that. Um, but that, the, 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 yes. <laughs> but this, this particular pe- um, professor of mine, he, he made class fun, right? So even if you aren't a total nerd geek like me, you could come into this class and enjoy it. He would walk in every day, <coughs> a little bit shorter than me, blonde-haired, glasses, young guy. And he'd walk in and he'd look at the class. and He'd say, so, thoughts? Questions? Anybody? And then he would just stand there looking. And he would, he would engage you he would say, okay, well this, you know since nobody has any thoughts or questions, this is where I'm going. I'm, I'm going to talk about oscillation today. And he would have a spring or an example there before you to, to engage you to get your mind going. A very, very good beginning of every day. You would be excited. You'd have anticipation of what was about to happen in the class. Carry on a few years. I'm standing there in a graduation gown, getting ready to graduate. It's the end of a thing. Bittersweet, bittersweet. I know some of us have recently graduated. There's probably some of us in here that are looking forward to graduating for once and for all. Um, but through that beginning, through that ending, that was just a one phase of my life in everybody's life as i already kind of mentioned it we have multiple beginnings and endings but everybody's life has a definite beginning when we're born and a definite ending when we die the bible says every one of us has an appointed time to die but it also says that precious is the death of his saints we're sorrowful obviously when when one of our loved ones passes away but they pass away in Christ, we know that we'll see them again. But what I want to focus on, I want to take a moment to focus on that dash between those two dates because a lot happens between that beginning and that ending. A whole lot happens. It's a journey, right? Or as in Hebrews 12 uh, calls it, 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 Hebrews 12 refers to running the race with patience. And I want to look at, at a, a, a kind of a physical realm, But I want to also take us today into the spiritual realm of things. So, as most of you know, I'm a backpacker. If you don't know, I'm a backpacker. I like to go hiking. I like to go backpacking, specifically. And what does that entail? That entails uh, going on more than just a one-mile walk in the woods and coming back. That means I am carrying a load. I'm going into the wilderness, and I'm planning on staying there for multiple days. Uh, the longest I've been uh, was five days out in, out in the wilderness with just what I was able to carry. Um, and I enjoy that. I enjoy that very much. But I- in the physical realm, there are ten essentials. If you're going to do this, there are ten essentials that have been... Recognized as you need these things to survive, and just in and you bring these things just in case something unforeseen comes against you, right? And I'll go through these 10 things Um, navigation, you uh, need some kind of navigation, whether it be a compass and a map, a a GPS. Uh, Nowadays, they've got I think Brother Thomas might have a Garmin spot where you can actually text your family and say, hey, I'm here, and I'm okay, or hey, I'm here, and I need some help, right? You can reach out. So navigation to say, hey, where am I, and where am I going? Light, you need some form of light, whether it be a headlamp or a flashlight that you holding your hand or uh, I've got some that are kind of a combo where it's a flashlight that I can walk around holding or I can snap it to my LUT, my uh, hat and so you can see and this is imperative because if you're going to move at night which I mean if you're going out for extended in the wilderness you're going to be out there at night and you need to be able to see what you're doing at night whether it be cooking, setting up a shelter or just moving and you don't want to get injured while moving through the dark. Um, They encourage you for sun protection or um, I I kinda tie in wind protection because when you get high elevation there's not as much between you and the sun as there is down here in the the lower plane. First aid, if you need get hurt, bring a first aid kit because you need to patch yourself up. A knife. A knife is pretty much irreplaceable military shaking his head (laughs) you can use a knife for so many things you can use a knife to get food you can get use a knife to prepare food you can use a knife to make a shelter you can use a knife to fix yourself with along with the first aid. I mean you can use a knife for many things many things Um, another item fire Fire, again, has multiple purposes. You can warm yourself by the fire. You can cook with the fire. A fire gives a morale boost. It encourages you. I'm trying not to jump ahead. (laughs) Shelter. (laughs) You need shelter. You keep yourself safe from the elements, right? If it's raining, you don't want to be wet and cold. I've been there. Um, in fact, I have um, woken up in the middle of the night in my tent, and the bottom of my tent was like a water bed. Not a pleasant thing to experience, as long but not as bad as long as the water's staying on the outside of the tent, not inside. Right? Um, food. If you're going to be out there for a long time, you need food for not just regular nourishment, but you also need food for strength because you are burning a lot of calories. You're carrying a load and going some distance. You are burning way more calories than you realize you need food. (coughs) And the next one is water. You need water to survive. Quench your thirst. Rehydrate. Um, It's a basic thing of life. We need water, and that is why lo- life exists on this planet, is because we have water. And God. <laughs> the last item of this 10-item list is clothing. You need clothing um, to warm you. Yes, proper clothing. Not just any clothing, but proper clothing. You need to be warm. You need to be protected also from the elements. And Protection from the sun, etc. Spiritual side. I went through starting to try to tie these things in the spiritual realm, and I was like, you know what? There are so many things that call <laughs> cover multiple. Your Holy Bible, God's Word. This right here just covers ten items on its own. Psalms one nineteen one oh five, the word is a lamp unto my feet, a light unto my path. This is the map, the road map to salvation. This is the map to your life. You have any question, you're like, man, I've hit a wall and I'm struggling hard and I don't have any question, any idea, any clue on what the answer is. Go to your map, go to your navigation tool. This is better than any garment could ever be. Then you've got uh, the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is a fire burning deep inside of us. It is the water that quenches where we will never thirst again. It is the encouragement that the fire gives us. It, It, again, multiple, multiple things. Um, I also wrote down, you've got Galatians 5:22 through 26. I, I'm not going to read through these here um, this morning, but you've got the fruit of the Spirit, the, the Holy Ghost working in your life will grow and produce the fruit of the Spirit. The fruit of the Spirit nourishes not only you, it doesn't only provide for you and direct you, but it can also minister to those around you. Ephesians 6, uh, 13 through 18, putting on the full armor of God. Withstand the trials and and the tribulations that come against you. You've got the shield that's going to protect you as a shelter. You've got the sword of the spirit. You've got armor and clothing to guide you through this journey. So once we have the things for our journey, we're packed up. Now, physical realm. You put that in a backpack, it's going to weigh something, right? For an extended stay, uh, for my example of the five days, I want to be as lightweight as I can be. (coughs) But at the same time, I don't want to leave anything back at home that I need. I want to make sure that I've got everything that I need, but at the same time, I don't want to bring anything that I don't need. Pastor, Jake, uh, some of you went on a trip with with the men to Colorado. There is a necessary evil called a bear canister. It immediately adds, I think it was five pounds empty to your weight takes a lot of room, it's heavy, bulky, but by law, you need it. And it protects your food and other smelly things from the bears so that the bears don't come around and want you. <laughs> so there are things that we, we have, right? And if I've got my weight, I've got my, my pack loaded up, I'm carrying a weight. But I'm comfortable with this weight because I know that everything that I'm carrying is necessary to get me through. But if I start adding on weight that I don't need, it's going to weigh me down. I need to to shed this weight. The Bible says, letting go, setting aside the weights that so easily beset us. In this journey, you may start off carrying some things saying, I need this. I need this. But as you're going through valleys and mountains, up and down, you're going to start saying, hmm, you know, I really like that thing, but it ain't worth carrying no more. I'm setting this aside and lightening my load so that I can make it to the top. All right. So we're good. We're ready. We're loaded up. We're about to begin our journey. (coughs) Excuse me. I'm dry up here. Um, We're beginning our journey. Now, in the physical realm, I have hiked many, many trails. I I can't tell you how many trails I have hiked. But, um, I prefer mountains. So, coincidentally and ironically enough, most of your trails start off like this. And, um, in 2011, and I want to say 2006, were the first two times I went to Colorado, and I hiked pretty similar trails. Actually, I think both beginnings were the same trail. We did a different trail um, with the men's group, but every trail starting up off goes straight up. The, the men's group trail started straight down. And I said this, I don't know if you remember me saying this, but we started on the trail and started going down. And I said, oh, guys, this is not good. This is not good. Because in the physical realm, if I start off my trail going down and I know I'm wanting a mountaintop, I'm already starting putting myself lower, yes. I'm adding in to what I've got to go to get to the top, right? But those that start off right off at the beginning of, oh, this is hard. I've got a fresh load. I'm fresh. And I'm like, oh. And things start coming into your mind. Do I really want to do this? Is this view worth it? Man, this... (laughs) this starting of this trail is steep. Man, it is hard. Physical realm. Spiritual realm. I just got baptized. I just got filled with the Holy Ghost. And this fiery trial's hitting me. Man, this is steep. And I've got a backpack full of new things that I didn't used to have. And I've got extra things that I think I've got to keep, right? And I'm hitting this fiery trial, and I'm thinking, man, this is rough. Oh, is this climb worth it? Is the view that they are talking about at the end of this thing worth it? Should I turn around and go back home? Or should I start shedding some things so that I can make it up? I start shedding some weight. I start making it up. And let me tell you, I'm, as you can tell, looking at me, I'm a backpacker. I'm not a runner. But I've got friends that are. In fact, there's a a man that I worked with at Benson's Bakery. He is mid-50s, and he goes on a 10-mile run almost every day. I aspire for that. I aspire for half of that. If I could make five miles, I would be, oh. But he tells you, he told me, and you will hear from other runners as well, that even in running, as running the race that's set before you, the first mile, even if you are a runner that runs 10 miles every day, he tells me the first mile is always the hardest. Period. He said, it doesn't matter if you're running 20 miles a day. The first mile every time is the hardest because you got to break through. And once you get through that first mile, you're good. You get what's called a runner's high. And he said, once you get past that run runner's mile, he said, literally, it's up to me when I stop. He said, my body's going and I just keep on going and going and going and going until I'm like, okay, I've hit my 10 miles, I'm done. So, likewise, in our physical realm, you're like, ah, this is steep. This is steep. But as climbing mountains go, it's not always an upward battle. In that that trail that we hit, it winds and it goes up and up and up. And all of a sudden, just when you think, I'm ready to just turn around and go home, it plateaus and levels off and you're like, whew. And you get a little bit of a view, a sight of what's to come. And you're like, hey, you know what? I've made it over this. I've crested. The first miles behind me, I'm ready to go on the full trip. I'm ready to go on for the full journey. Entering into the journey, we're going into the journey. We've, we've got the, the beginning behind us in the physical realm. Unless you've hiked a trail before, you never really know what's going to be around the next corner. I mean, you may, even though, yes, you've gone up, and yes, I don't like the valleys. I don't know who does. There's somebody out there that enjoys the valleys, but there's ups and downs to get to the mountaintop. There's no, oh, yeah, we're just going to walk up to the mountaintop and be done. You've got valleys. So every once in a while, you'll, you'll hit a, a section where you go down. And you're like, ah, oh, well, here we go. The walking is easy on this. But every step I take this direction, I know I'm going to have to overcome and go back up. There's, there's a trial coming, <laughs> coming. I can feel it. I can see it. It's coming. It's about to hit me. David found himself in a trial situation. It seemed like all of Israel lost. You know, the women, the children gone, everything. the uh, The army of Israel is t- talking about stoning him, being like, "Man, this king ain't worth it. He done messed up. He took us out fighting, and meanwhile, our our families are gone." And so. David goes, and and he prays, and he encourages himself in the Lord, and he seeks after God's counsel. Again, prayer In the book of God, the word of God, covers a multitude of essentials. David is alone. So even in the valley, man, on a hike in the physical realm, having a buddy next to you, To encourage you and say, hey, look, you ain't looking so hot. Let me take on some of your load for you. Let me help you come along. That there is, oh, priceless. But sometimes you don't have that. Sometimes you've got to encourage yourself in the Lord and say, God, look, I'm feeling like an island right now. Reach down, encourage me, help me out here. Also, aside from valleys, um, I I can I wish I could give you guys a picture in my mind. But on the hike with the men's trip, there was a time where we all were just like, it feels like we've been walking for ever, and we came out. I don't know if do you remember this, guys, but there was almost a, a flat beautiful plain area grassland and we all just sat down and just was like you know what our journey's not it done yet we're not where we're going but we're a long ways from where we've been we're going to just stop here for a moment and build our strength up we're going to encourage ourselves we're going to eat yes there's a bubbling brook there's there's waters of refreshing there's granola bars, jerky. There's, there's nourishment to strengthen us, encourage us, and say, hey, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sit down, take a moment. And I wrote down, I believe I put it in here. Uh, yes. I've got Psalms 23, 1 through 4 is, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He leadeth me by the still waters, leadeth me to the green pastures. Man, that was a green pasture. That was a green pasture for us. A moment of refreshing, a moment of refilling, of, of, hey, I'm ready to take on what's coming next. There are still waters. There are beautiful moments that I was talking to my wife the other day about this, but the idea that, you know, the saying that says, that view is so beautiful, it doesn't look real. And I was like, how can you have a view that's so beautiful? Like, that doesn't make sense. God's tapestry is the most beautiful. But there are some, some views that just lift up your spirit, encourage you, and get you going. Let me see how, how I'm doing with time. In Ecclesiastes, so our opening verse was Ecclesiastes 7, 8. Ecclesiastes has a lot of wisdom. Um, and sometimes if you, as I would go through it, it makes you stop and think because it says some things that's kind of like, it, it talks about about life and death and and encouragement, and it, going through it. If you don't, if you just read it, you just say, "Hang on, hang on a second. That di- that didn't make sense. Let me go back and, and reread this and and look, delve into it." But um, Ecclesiastes three goes through that there is a time and a season for everything. Me. And 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 so the point of this it, there's a time Ecclesiastes goes through in in detail that there is a time for everything. Everything. So on this journey, I'm going, there's valleys, there's hills to climb, there's there's ups, there's downs, there's green passers, there's time of encouragement, there's time for me to be renewed, there's time for me to be strengthened. But one of my favorite because of the time service is Buck Treadway preaches, <laughs> he, he says, God, forgive me, and asks that his grandpa in heaven doesn't uh, listen to his sermon title, but he says, you picked a fine time to leave me, Lucille. But he, he preaches on that there is a time and a season for everything except for the, the Bible never mentions that there's a time to quit. Same thing, I want to reiterate that, is there's never a time to quit. No matter how daunting or discouraging a trial may be, know that there's always the next step, a place of encouragement. There's always a green pasture. There's always going to be a bubbling brook. There's always going to be an upside to any downside. And in the end, trust me, the upsides always outweigh the down, always I've been I've been journeying, I'm not bragging on myself. I've been journeying a lot, and there have been, uh, I've been journeying in a long time, I should say, and there have been a lot of ups, a lot of downs. But my am I thankful to be here right now. Mm. Jesus. And also to encourage ourselves. <clears throat> In Jeremiah twenty nine eleven, God's speaking of an expected end. He's, get, he's, he's got an expected end for us. It's of good, not of evil. So no matter where we're at, no matter how we're doing, God's got an expected end. So we've been on this journey for a while. We've been traveling. We've got our load. We've, we've lightened our load. We've sharpened our skills with the essentials. We've been we've been using the things that we've been carrying. We know what we're doing. But there comes an end to a thing. There comes an end to the journey. When you get up and you, you see the mountaintop. In two thousand eleven, on my trip into Colorado. We camped at uh, Lawn Lake. It's about seven mile hike in from the trailhead. And we stayed there at Lawn Lake. Um, We camped one night down below. And so we we stayed at at Lawn Lake for four nights. And I can tell you that that there was refreshing. But Lawn Lake is settled. Right here at about 10,000 foot elevation. And there's a thing that's called a saddleback. So, as you look, you've got your lake and then you've got your stream that goes up, up, up to the top of the mountain where the snow is slowly melting and feeding this stream. And there's some glaciers up there as well. And there's a thing called a saddleback. A saddleback is you've got a mountain peak here and a mountain peak here. And we said, you know what? We've made it to 10,000 feet, but I want to go to the peak. I want to make it to the top. I didn't come all this way to stop at the lake. So a group of us got together, and we went up, (coughs) we made it to the saddleback, and man, that alone is an interesting experience. We increased our elevation by about, I want to say about two, uh, about 2,500 feet. I want to say we were at like 12,500 at the saddleback. Then there's the next final 500 foot. You go up and you finish that, that extra 500, you're at 13,000 foot elevation and you're standing there and it is surreal. That statement of, it it looks more beautiful than reality, hits. You look around. Over here, as far as your eye can see, is snow-capped mountains just rolling. And I'm higher than a number of those mountains, so I'm looking down at snow-capped mountains Miles and miles. Over here is the plain land. I can see flat land as far as I can see. And the wind is whipping in it. It's just an experience that's hard to explain in words without you being there. The end of this journey Mm. has a view Revelation 21 tries to explain it. But there's a view. There's an end of a thing that is so, so, so far greater than the beginning thereof. Mm. There's a king. There's a king of kings and a lord of lords. His light fills the temple. His light fills the heavens. There's no temple in heaven, the Bible says, because there's no need, there's no sun or night, because the light of the Lamb shines and fills the place. Whenever in this journey you're hitting a valley, whenever in this journey you're hitting a climb up, be encouraged that the view at the end The experience at the end is going to be worth it. Oh, Jesus. The end of the thing. The end of the thing. To hear, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Welcome to your reward. Add it up the cost. Run the race with patience. Fight the good fight and finish this race. It's going to be worth it. It's going to be worth it.